listening to Around Comics. This is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Mr. Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Good. I'm getting a a, uh, a frosty uh, beverage. Lovely. Lovely. Here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I got to show the people the... Uh, the new around comics. I know you got the old school. Oh yes, around. You can't get that one anymore. But uh, old school. I got the new school. But actually, yeah. I do. You know, uh, that brings up something. If you don't mind, let me jump in just real quick. Um, we've been promoting the shop aroundcomics.com/shop. You can buy official around comics merchandise there, including mugs, hats, t-shirts, all that stuff. Um, I made a change in the vendor this week because i wasn't really happy with who was promoting or, or the printing on some of the stuff the shirts i got a couple of shirts in and i really didn't like it um so i changed things over to spreadshirt.com so we now have a spreadshirt.com site um you can still go to aroundcomics.com uh uh slash shop and buy everything there but but just so people know if you've already ordered something and i haven't contacted you um from the original site then that stuff will be on its way it's it is delayed but that was one of the other reasons like they seem to be really really delayed okay so i switched over to spreadsheet or spreadshirt.com um but you can go to roundcomics.com and buy stuff there and uh there's a new design that's on there now um uh it's like a retro kind of uh dc comics ec comics logo design that i did so um you can buy that that's on there now and, and there's all sorts of cool stuff so uh just thought I'd, I'd throw that out there before we got too deep into things nice only the best here at around comics that's right <laughs> how are you doing sir pretty good it's it was a beautiful weekend i'll tell you that much it, the weather could not have been nicer by us how about you it, it is it is beautiful here in southeast wisconsin it's uh much uh biking around and uh it's uh the apocalypse is much much easier to uh to deal with whenever it's you know mid 60s and sunny outside right so yeah all, all in all good unfortunately had some bad news which which you were the bearer of bad news i was in a i was in a in a home project cocoon at the end of the week apparently and uh and you were the one that uh, let me know that uh, that denny o'neill had had passed and yeah I, I was surprised that you uh you were not aware but yeah you, you must have been uh in a bubble there a little bit. Um, you sent me a text. And it's like, so what are we going to, what are we going to do uh, talking about Denny O'Neill this weekend? And I was like, Oh no, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, unfortunately, he, unfortunately, you have a new comic coming out. You know, it's, um, 
I was hoping, fingers crossed, but no, uh, yeah, De- Denny O'Neill uh, passed away at age uh, 81 on this past Thursday, and yep. uh, I think we're going to spend uh, a fair amount of time uh, tonight talking about the the life and work of Denny O'Neill. I know Tom is going to join us uh, when he has his, his children uh, caged up in the down. basement. When hmm? he puts his kids down. <laughs> Put those kids out of their misery. I don't have to worry about that anymore. My kids are like self-sufficient at this point. You don't tuck your kids in at, at the end of the night. My my kids go to bed after I do, so they tuck me in, and then then they are all right, Dad. Time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Can we, can we, do you need your warm milk and cookie? <laughs> I do. I do. I- <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, it's, it, I'm sure that everyone's been talking about uh, the Denny O'Neill's career, and it's obviously well documented. He was one of the one of the all time greats in 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 the the world of comics. Is not just a writer, but an editor. He was uh, an ambassador for comics. Uh, interesting, a little bit different than than Roy Thomas, where Roy Thomas was a um, you know, kind of like lifelong fan that that came up as an editor and and writer. And it, Roy Thomas had a had a love and a love affair uh, for for old comics. That wasn't really Denny O'Neill's thing. He was uh, uh, he was more of a journalist, um, and I think that he brought his real world writing style into comics and i think that's it whenever you look at, at denny o'neill comics from the the 70s and 80s i i think that that's one of the things that you that you walk away with is that is that his comics had um an underpinning of reality to them you felt like even if it was a, a batman story or a daredevil story or uh the question that whatever he was writing you felt like there was that possibility that it could happen in in real life uh he wasn't uh he wasn't a writer for the fantastic he wrote there was no it wasn't a mistake that a lot of the characters that he wrote for were the 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 non-superpowered variety of 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 hero yeah it was it was interesting i was you know doing a little bit of reading today just to kind of you know, bone up on, on his history. I mean, I, a lot of it I had known, but one of the interesting things was I really didn't know how he had gotten into writing comics. And um, <laughs> it was, it was kind of a funny, like twist of fate. Uh, you know, uh, Roy, Roy Thomas had, had sort of suggested that he fill out the, the Marvel tryout pages, which yeah. was basically like a four page story of it's the writing test four. Yeah. And, and it had no, captions in the in the or no dialogue in the word bubble balloons and he said he kind of did it as a joke um and then and then roy when when stan when the sort of decision was made that stan wasn't going to you know write everything roy wanted a, a writer and and he he saw denny's work and then you know that's kind of where he got to start you know and then he went to dc obviously and, mm-hmm. and all that but yeah kind of funny uh that he could just fell into it almost um well, they're both they're, like they're, a legendary creator <laughs> they're both uh they're both uh missourians oh that's right st louis uh yep. uh, uh, uh roy uh roy was from i want to say jackson missouri um denny was from st louis uh he and i'm and i hope that that i that i have this correctly um 
if not the same time, and there may have been an overlap there, went to the uh, same high school as Steve Gerber. Oh. So Christian yeah, yeah. Christian Brothers, uh, also the same high school as uh, St. Louis Cardinals announcer Mike Shannon. Well, look at that. Look at a little trivia. We got yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's uh, CBC, as they call it down in St. Louis. But uh, uh, I do know that, know. Uh, that Denny and Gerber went to the same high school. I don't know if it was the same time or if the, like Denny was a senior when Gerber was a freshman, but they went to the same, the same high school. And so they're all Missourians. And that was, I think that was kind of the connection with Roy Thomas and Denny O'Neill is that, is that there was that, that St. Louis connection sure. there. Well, Roy seems like a kind of guy that would keep tabs on anyone comic, you know, because was was uh, Denny a comic book reader? I think so, but not on the not like not like Thomas. Um, right. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's one of those. It's it kind of goes back to the uh, seduction of the innocent. You know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, all of the. Uh, all of the juvenile delinquents had comic books rolled right. up in their back pocket, but that's, you know, but then again, every kid had comics rolled up in their back pocket. So yeah, I think, uh, you know, Denny O'Neill, um, uh, he was born in 1939 and he always said that he, he always knew how old Batman was because he and Batman were born in the same year. And so, so he, he grew up in the, in the forties and fifties and, you know, part of that whole like 10 cent plague era. Sure. But uh, that was um, probably my favorite interview I've ever I've ever done, and that was uh, during Around Comics. I don't know if we're going to call it uh, version one point or or what, but that had to be back in around what two thousand ten. It's got to be about ten years ago. Uh, I think Denny O'Neill was kind enough to uh, come on and do an interview for us whenever we were doing some charity work for. Uh, hero initiative and we had a series of interviews with veteran creators roy thomas was was one of those and i pull that up probably and and maybe activate it because i don't think it's on the feed yeah it, it was uh it was a great interview and and i said that not because of me asking the questions but but denny was just about the easiest person in the world that you that you could talk to um it, he's a huge fan of greg rucka so we had that in uh uh in common he actually was pretty instrumental and greg will say this that uh, he was pretty instrumental in getting greg to to write at dc denny was the uh the group editor that's back when dc had group editors so there was the batman office so you right. may have had different editors on on certain titles but at that time denny was the group editor for for all of the Batman titles, and and that was a well well earned um, spot for him because he had he had how he had written and edited most of them up into that point anyway, and so I think he was he was part of uh, of a. Uh, push to recruit Greg to to write for uh, Detective, which was what Greg kind of came in writing Detective at DC. I, I think. Yeah, there's a. It's actually. Um two parts so there's episode 155 and then 157 with dennis denny o'neill um we have so I'll, i'm gonna pull those out and and this week i'll put them back on the feed so we can that'd be awesome that. that'd be kind of cool to, to I, I don't i'll be honest i don't remember those like i don't remember oh good but it's he's 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 a a great guy to listen to like so you'll you'll get to listen to the 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 younger version of me with like hair um you know on my head um uh, it was, I was, 
promote another uh, of our fellow podcasters, but I know uh, uh, John is having sure. uh, Greg on tonight actually to talk. Oh, nice uh, about that. So that's uh, that. That'll be that'll be a a great listen. Yeah, that's, uh, it was it was one of my all time favorite interviews, and one of the one of the moments I'll never forget is is we were talking about. You know, there, there's a few characters that Denny O'Neill is known for working on. Batman, obviously, number one. He 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 wrote so many Batman stories, or was the editor on so many Batman titles. Uh, but uh, a lot of his work with Neil Adams on uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. My favorite. And, I think that's. I mean, some of my favorite. Oh. Not, well, most sure. remarkable for me. Yeah. Groundbreaking at the time. <laughs> and and present i mean if if you it's funny i actually pulled it up on hoopla today to go back because i haven't read those stories in forever and and i was like oh i'm gonna take a look at them again and the first issue could be written today un, unfortunately yeah uh, considering what's going on it's like nothing's changed in 40 years uh, i mean there's a there's a panel uh, let me pull it up here. Just for for nineteen seventies comic books, uh, that was uh, Den- and and that's the thing about Denny O'Neill is that you know it's and he he was very upfront that he was very liberal. He was very much a you know a, he would I don't know if he called himself a hippie writer, but you know he was very socially aware and progressive, uh, especially in the in the the seventies for for a comic book writer and that that series probably is recognized as as the first comic book series that was out and out political for a for yeah, a comic and and like i said the 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 first issue especially to me is is the you know it's it's something that up until that point i don't know that we had seen in comics where you know the writer is basically challenging the 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 notion of a hero and mm-hmm. and this hero being green lantern and he uses the the phrase you know from from you know green lantern's famous speech that he says every time he charges his his, his ring the part of no evil shall escape my sight he, ch- he sort of challenges hal jordan with that um you know in in looking at what evil lurks around every corner that you're not seeing because you're too busy fighting intergalactic beings. Mm. You're not, you know, you're not helping or you're not looking for the evil that faces, um, you know, uh, black Americans, uh, you know, at that time in the seventies. And, and well, it was, it was the first time that they really portrayed Hal as a cop. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he is that, he is that, you know, he's the systemic sort of, you know, he's the man in this. And in that first, you know, couple of pages, it's like he stops a fight on the streets. And then we realize he's maybe stopping the wrong guy and he's helping mm-hmm. the wrong guy. And, and I mean, the, the, the part that I reading it today that got me was, so he, he's flying and he, he's flying in green uh, arrows neighborhood and he sees a, a, a guy beating up another guy kind of, and he goes and stops it. And then, like everybody in the neighborhood starts starts throwing rocks and cans at him and stuff, and he's like, "Why are these people acting like animals?" Yeah, and that yeah. phrase was like, "That's so you know, uh, little twenty twenty, yeah, yeah." It's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's just like unbelievable how you could read that today yeah. and just be like, yeah, "Yeah, this was written today. This he's was an asshole." 
Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the neighborhood was fed up with this slumlord, I think yeah. it was. And, yeah, he was a slumlord and, and, and he was going to sell the building and kick all these people out on the streets. And yeah, and, uh, yeah it was very interesting you know, that Hal is the, the sort of Republican and it makes sense. Hal is, Hal is that fifties ideal. Yeah. He is that, that white square jawed, you know, astronaut. He is the right stuff. He is the test pilot. He is, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, uh what's Chuck Yeager. I mean, that's yeah. what I always thought kind of what Hal was, was built on was Chuck Yeager and, and that, that fifties ideal American. And that was, that was his, his view of the world. And that's not to say that that's bad. He had a very clear, you know, definition of, of, of law and order and good and evil and the way that the, his ideal of, of what the world should be. And, and now you have this character in, in green arrow who had been a, up until that point, a really vanilla, know nothing kind of you, you playboy know, billionaire. Bruce yeah. Wayne light. He was, yeah, he was for DC. He was, he was kind of the, the, the cheap, you know, even more vanilla version of, of Bruce Wayne and Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams changed him into this, you know, kind of progressive liberal, superhero he was fighting for the people that didn't have a voice and that's what made that that that's what made that comic amazing was in the 1970s they have a comic where you have people of of 180 degree different political ideologies and they threw them together and made them work together. I mean, the road trip across America storyline mm-hmm. is is one of the great comic book storylines ever. And you've got you've got pulled up kind of probably the probably the most famous uh, page out of that out of that initial. Uh, issue where it's the it's the black man who confronts how and says you know you you've been you've been fighting for the for the for the the purple people and the skins and i want to plant it someplace you helped out the orange skins but yeah you you've never uh how about the black skins i want to know how come answer me that mr green lantern and yeah and yeah, yeah. and it's it's fate you know it's it's sort of you know, f- being faced with that reality, Hal's being faced, and like you said, he you know he represents a lot more than just a superhero in this comic, obviously. And and you know, America, how come we're not looking at this? How come we're not? And it's 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 sad that forty years later we're still you know dealing with kind of the same yeah. uh, the same issues. And, and yeah, you wish you wish that you could read those comics and go, wow, that's what that was like. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't have that now so it's it's kind of crazy but i mean it just shows how how far ahead of their time and and you know and he also in the same run he he introduces uh john stewart Mm -hmm. a black green lantern and and (laughs) he talked about i think in the in the the interview that we had on that that he went to kind of like dc's higher ups at the time and they're like okay well we want to to introduce another green lantern he's like he's like well you know like like you know two-thirds of the of the of the planet is is covered in 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 not white you know anglo-saxon protestant you know europeans um so I, I think it's time for a for a black green lantern is what he was saying yeah and you know and they're like what and so yeah, he was John. Yeah, John Stewart exists because Denny O'Neill's like, no, it's time to have a black Green Lantern. 
it's I think it's funny, like or not funny, but it's interesting if you kind of look at that run and like you said, the the trip across America and how it was supposed to sort of be, you know, they were gonna, you know, it was Easy Rider in comics. Yeah, but that's exactly what it was. That's it what was, it was inspired by. It was Easy Rider. Yeah. Oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And but it's like we're gonna we're gonna not use our power. This is gonna be like just us being human beings. And they even got um I can't think of the the guardian, but one of the guardians oh um Noah, um comes back and and or comes to earth and like dresses in a suit and doesn't you know changes the skin color and then it's is ridiculous driving around so but awesome. it lasts like an issue yeah and then then they're like fighting some sort of like uh super powered you know cult member you know hippie cultist which i have to think is a you know a manson charles manson sort of oh uh, absolutely like, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. It, there was like one issue in there where it wasn't like super powered bad guys that they were fighting, and yeah, they went across the country and everything. But I, I'm assuming that you know DC editorial got involved maybe and and kind of uh, uh, you know were like, okay, guys, we can't have them not use their powers <laughs> in, in every episode, <laughs> in every issue. Like that's not gonna yeah, work. It's like people are buying this to see the ring and see. Yeah. Green Arrow make make trick shots. It's. Can I, just uh, say, I, I don't think I've. I, I still love that Green Lantern Green Arrow logo design with oh, the awesome. sort of flaming green energy pulsing behind it, and yeah, that's such a cool design, and and I love that. But yeah, that's that's some of my favorite stuff, you know, that he did. Uh, obviously, his Batman work, but for whatever reason, the Green Arrow. I mean, I was I've always been a Green Lantern fan. Um, a Hal Jordan fan, and and that stuff was, uh, you know, before my time, so I I didn't experience it as it came out, but I, I certainly remember reading it, you know, pretty yeah. young and and getting those back issues and yeah, and, and that and that's the thing is that you know De- Denny O'Neill and 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 we talked about this in the the uh, X Men Comics One Hundred One on the Roy Thomas and and Neil Adams. It's like when we started reading comics those guys were kind of already the veterans so it would be like it's like if you started reading comics today they would have been like the jason aarons and bendis of like the last decade right Right. you know so they they were they they were already the superstars and you know we wanted to read the the you know the new stuff we were you know it was burning claremont and you know it's uh Ramita Jr. and that kind of stuff, the 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 new the newer guys. Um, but one of the things when when I talked to him, the, the other character that he's probably more most well known for is the question, which is not his invention. Uh, yeah, he brought, it's uh, Steve oh, he brought a bunch of um, characters back, but yeah, the question was certainly one of them. And so he he brings the the question back and and I had I, I was kind of expecting a, a really vanilla uh, answer on this and it was you know I think it was I phrased it it's like you know what was it like to to work on on a Steve Ditko character and it was this kind of powerful you know moment of of, of truth where he's like you know at, at, at the time it you you didn't weigh the the historical significance of working on some of these characters, it was a job. And, Mm -hmm. and I saw the question as a character that I could write 
stories for and and he you know denny o'neill wrote what he what he knew and that was mostly crime stories he wrote great crime stories that's why he was so good on detective comics the question from steve ditko's perspective was even more political than any of the stuff that they had done on green arrow green lantern i mean this is you know all you have to do is uh it's what mr a right yeah um you know that that's the the question is the precursor to Mr. A. The, the question was Steve Ditko's very Randian, black and white, right and wrong character. And definitely not uh, liberal, though. <laughs> no, 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 not liberal. He was very, very Randian. Um, and and Denny said that he may not have taken that into account. And if he ever if that was an offense to Steve Ditko, that was a great regret that he had is that if his take on the question was not what Steve Ditko had wanted, then that was, that was something that he regretted. And for him to have that kind of um, sense of, of self and awareness that, that him working on someone else's creation in a way that they may not have wholly endorsed, uh, It's and he he that he was conscious of that and and hoped that wasn't the case, but he also knew that what he did with the question is not what Steve Ditko would have done with the question. So, hey, Tom, I mean, hey, hey, there he is. What's up, Tom? (laughs) Oh, it's everything's great. We were uh, we were discussing Denny O'Neill and and uh, his passing this week and his work and uh. We talked a little bit about Green Arrow and Green Lantern, obviously, and, and the question. What uh, anything uh, you uh, want to contribute to that? Uh, do were you you know? Do you have any favorite Denny, Denny O'Neill uh, books? Yeah, you know, he did a he did some cool Justice League issues post Gardner Fox pre Steve Englehart. He kind of got in there and did some Justice League stuff that was kind of interesting. Off the top of my head, I can't remember if he's the one that wrote the story where Snapper Carr helps the Joker break into the uh, sanctuary. Let me look. Let me look that up. But yeah, I mean, as far as influence that like an individual person could have, obviously, like he has had an outsized influence on comics and through comics on just yeah. like all culture, oh, yeah. all popular culture. You know, so it's. It's hard to like everybody. Everybody thinks that like Batman got dark when Frank Miller Wright wrote the Dark Knight Returns. It's like no, no, no. You, he was dark. I mean, you know, Denny O'Neill definitely was the dad. Turned it right from the, yeah, yeah. Razagul. He Denny O'Neill created Razagul. Yeah. He really changed him from the '60s Batman, you know, the, that that the TV show kind of Batman, which is interesting. We talked about, you know, because um, we read the the Clown Prince of Crime, the Joker stories that mm-hmm. are you know, more yeah. of the fun, you know, sort of Joker, and then he kind of brought him back to more of a homicidal maniac, mm-hmm. you know, just going on killing sprees. Yeah, he uh, he mentioned that uh, that that whenever he came into writing Batman. It was very much based on the, on the TV show. It was, it was aimed at, at, you know, uh, 10 year olds 
and they made that decision to to take batman was a character that walked in the light and would go to parades and and be given the key to the city and that was their conscious decision to to take him from a character that walked in the night or walked in the light to a character that walked in the night and they they put him back in the alleyways and 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 basically it's you know turned out the lights and and batman stories took place at night after after he took over and it was you know it was back to being more what he liked to write which was hard-boiled crime stories uh oh i got wait tom froze well, and then Tom's back. I thought he was just looking very stoic. <laughs> I don't know. We got two Tom. I, I thought he was Tom. listening very intently. No, that's it. So I'm just like staring directly. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, why? What's going on here? No, fro- <laughs> frozen. And I will. I will say that not every decision that he made uh, or or comic that he wrote looked back on incredibly favorably. He is also the writer that uh, depowered Wonder Woman, put her in the uh, the white jumpsuit, and uh, I, hey, you know what? You gotta I mix it up, like, baby. You gotta mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, like, in this day and age, people, like, criticize it because it was not a feminist sort of thing or whatever, but they're also kind of fun stories, and it was like, hey, you know, it was just something different. They were trying to, you know... Diana Prince, secret agent. Yeah. I I like some of those secret agent stories. Yeah, but that was Denny O'Neill. Yeah. He, uh, you know, there's going to be tons of talk about him, I'm sure, and and everybody's going to be writing stuff and talking about him, and he had a gigantic influence of things, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's sad whenever someone like him passes, but at the same time, it's like... It's a life well-lived, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you you know, for what he did, you can't make a much bigger mark. Mm -hmm. Like, what more can you ask out of a life, you know? St. Louis, represent. Oh, I forgot to mention we got new neighbors, and the wife is a big Cardinals fan. Oh, nice! Well, I'm wearing. Oh, I just know I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Sox hat tonight. Yeah. Well, I told her I'm like, hey, I don't I don't have anything against the Cardinals. I'm a White Sox fan, so they can beat the Cubs every time. I don't care. <laughs> We're all going to be in the same division now. Is that what it's going to be? Just one division? It's the Central. The Central. Really? Oh, so, yeah. The Sox and Cubs will be in the same division. Is that what they're doing? Yep. Is just just for this year. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the, the Sox and the Cardinals will be in the same division. Fun. And the Brewers. Oh, Jesus. It's well, going to be great. And the, and the, and the Royals. I thought and we're going to kick all your asses. And, with your guys. And, and it's going to be crazy. So the Twins. Well, that'll make me watch some baseball. Yeah. It's going to be banana pants. They're only going to play 12 games, though. So. Twelve games. <laughs> they're they're, what, they're softball season. <laughs> There's a lot of arguing about. There is a lot of arguing. <laughs> a lot of negotiating. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, they don't want to pay them. Yeah, that pretty much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we got empty stadiums, guys. Uh, I don't know how you. They want to have baseball, but they also don't want to pay the players. <laughs> Yeah. So if there's some way we can do, you know, have a baseball game but not pay you. I thought you guys loved the game. <laughs> I thought you. I thought it was for the yeah. love of the mm-hmm. game of baseball, yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, it's what's going on here? Assholes. <laughs> um, Listen, get. Uh, 
it's time to be heroes, all right? Put aside your fears of possibly <laughs> contracting an illness. America needs you. America yeah, America needs you to play in empty stadiums. Uh, I'm going to close on the on the Denny O'Neill um, stuff. We've been uh, re- renamed yeah. around baseball. Yeah, so. we oh, we can talk baseball. <laughs> uh, uh, if you have a chance, and I don't know if it's in print or not, but uh, the question Zen and violence is a great Denny O'Neill question collection with uh, fantastic uh, uh, Dennis Cohen art. So that's a that's a good one. And uh, he wrote the Muhammad Ali versus Superman. That is very what? true. Right? Yeah. Did he write that? He did. Yeah. That's we talk. We've been talking about these uh, treasury edition size. Thing. Yeah, that was one of the original treasuries. That that one and and this one were yeah were some of the original treasury uh, comics. The uh, the Batman. Uh, now that's the hard. You got the hardcover there, right? This is the hardcover of the of the Superman Ali. Which is awesome. It is so, it is so good. It's. I mean, you buy a lot of the stuff for the for the Neil Adams art, but you, Denny wrote wrote great stories. It's 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 a ridiculous story, but it's awesome. Mm. <laughs> I read it just for the art. Don't read any of the words. <laughs> I read it out of order. You know, it is it is interesting. Like going back, like I said, I, today I, I had a couple of hours and I was reading some comics and reading some some uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and it's like, God damn, Neil Adams could draw his ass off. Mm-hmm. And, but the one thing I, which I never really thought about or I never really recognized it before, was how much like John Byrne I saw in that stuff. Like, wow, I didn't realize Byrne was. You know, because he, I mean, he would have been after Neil, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he must have been him because I, I mean, not so much the, the line, but like panel layouts and energy of some yeah. of the stuff. It's, there's that. a lot of lot of uh, Neil Adams and John Byrne stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the next evolutionary step. And then the thing is that that Byrne. I think just did. He was so much more prolific than Adams. I mean, Adams had had runs, but and if you look at the at the volume of work, it's like it's like Neil Adams and John Byrne. I mean, John Byrne just did so much more. Right. And, uh, I mean, there was a point where I think that you know Neil was probably you know making a lot of his you know his, his advertising company and he had his studio going. So mm. you know, but uh, yeah, Byrne just did a lot. A lot he more. did. He definitely did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know he did uh, some Marvel stuff. I know there's. He did a couple of issues of. Um, well, he did Amazing Spider-Man for about a year when he worked for Marvel. And the O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Dare, did uh, Daredevil? Yeah, and but he did a couple of issues of uh, with Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was he on the the Frank Miller Spider Man stuff? Annuals. He did a couple of annuals. Mm. With Frank Miller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was like really early Frank Miller stuff. Have yeah. you ever read the the Frank Miller Amazing Spider Man stuff? They collected yeah. it a few years ago. Mm. I have. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's, it's an unpolished Frank. He's not mm. quite. You know, he's not reached full Frank. 
He hasn't gone full Frank. No, no, he hasn't gone full Frank yet. No, it's like it's like it's like uh, whenever we were reading the the X Men stuff uh, uh, earlier this month when they had Barry Smith uh, doing stuff, and I'm just like Barry, Barry, Barry Smith. And have you seen like early Barry Smith versus like Weapon X? Oh yeah, well I mean you got I mean like yeah. those guys are still fine in their style like they oh yeah you know, yeah I mean I was just reading um uh what what do you call it um dark uh, not Dark Knight Returns the God damn it Year One No yeah Year One Yeah I was going through yeah. this and there's so like AJ a- your Orioles had a terrible fucking draft <laughs> by the way um so sorry uh, um. There's pages of like from Mazzucchelli that you are way closer to Neil Adams than they are Mazzucchelli. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like he hadn't found that style yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see it with with you pretty much. I mean, there's very few artists that that are like hatched into you know existence. I don't think there's any, honestly. I think they hide it better than some, but I don't think any of them. I mean, everybody's influenced somewhere, and they 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 have to. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't think there's an artist out there that doesn't come from somewhere and copy someone else, and that's how they learn and then develop their own style. So they all, you know, have their influences. And and, you know, I I love looking at like early like Sinkevich Moon Knight stuff. Yeah, it's not the. I mean, he, you know, he yeah. evolved like house style. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's neat. It's cool. Um, He's just trying to get that paycheck, guys. <laughs> He's got to get that <laughs> issue. That's what it was. He's got to get that. Um, like, uh, when was the last time you read Cosmic Odyssey? Oh, not that long ago, actually. I think yeah, like, I, uh, I have found that Tom has it in his bedside. Yeah, never. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, never. <laughs> Huh? I don't know if I've ever read it. Really? It's it's Mignola it? doing, what it is. doing it's it's Mignola. It's like really early Mignola at at DC. Mm. What character? Uh, it's uh, it's what uh, it's the fourth world and yeah. like Justice League. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I yeah. okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, that's I mean, it's really obvious. Cool, yeah, I mean it's Mignola, but then again, it's not really Mignola. No, no. Well, his you know. I mean, his stuff does not translate into superhero stories very well. Like his style, yeah, doesn't work great for superhero stories. I don't think. I mean, he can do it because now he's Mignola, but it's not like what he developed for Hellboy is so Hellboy. It was funny. I was listening to an interview with him, and he was talking about it. Like, you know, you can't really draw Hellboy without drawing like Mike Mignola. It doesn't oh, work. I see that when when Norton was doing the the Hellboy and BPRD stuff, it's like, oh, that okay. This Mike is channeling Mignola. Yeah, you can't, and, yeah. and people will talk about it. Like you can't do it. It doesn't work because that character is whole. It's him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's completely him. It's his style, and you know, it's like you just it, it won't even look right because it's so much him. So yeah, I think um, you know, even when he does other characters, they're just. Well, that's just Mike Mignola. That's not mm-hmm. Batman. That's a Mike Mignola Batman. Uh, which was Gotham. Gotham, Gotham Gaslight. Gaslight? No. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think I got that. Got not got that over there. Another guy that's. Just, I like his uh, dark side. His dark side's awesome. It's thick. 
Yes. It's yes. a thick dark boy. Like dark side should be. Tough. It's just very blocky, very craggly, and yeah. Well, he's got like a statue anyway, so it works perfectly yeah, that, for dark side. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Dark side could be dark. a could be a Hellboy villain. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another just kind of like oddball looking like history of comic stuff. Uh, whenever you read like the Alan Moore. Uh, writes the dc heroes and it's kevin o'neill doing like green lantern stories mm-hmm. those are a little odd looking <laughs> well kevin that's O'Neill's right style is i mean i love kevin o'neill yeah but it's it's so distinct i mean yeah. that's why you gotta have him draw the weird green lanterns yeah, I like that. I, well, Mignola, I, there's some Mignola Green Lanterns out there that are really mm-hmm. odd, like kind of Abe Sapien looking, mm-hmm. you know, Green Lanterns. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I like that kind of weird. Well, I love like martial law with, with uh, Kevin O'Neill. Like his superheroes mm-hmm. in that are just so bizarre and odd looking. I love yeah. I love them though. Like I love that. You shouldn't look. have been reading martial law. You were too young. Oh, for sure. But that, that <laughs> is one of my favorite all-time books mm-hmm. ever. Like you, I, you talk about yeah. Mignola doing like super when you draw Superman in that book. It's kind of like, huh? Yeah, that's Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can that kind of feel Julie Schwartz being like, yeah, I guess doesn't quite doesn't quite work, but. You know, is is you know rolling in his grave. <laughs> no. Kurt Swan would have been okay with it. Schwartz would have been like trying to find Kurt Swan to to uh, to redraw the heads. Yeah, redraw those heads. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a Kirby Superman face. <laughs> I, I um, I'm still upset. You know, if we we ever talk to uh, Chris Staros from Top Shelf again, I'm still upset with him that I I don't think they ever put out the martial law. Weren't they supposed to do a martial law hardcover? Yeah, collected edition. Somewhere in the works. Yeah, I don't think it ever. I, I remember like personally emailing him, going, "Listen, the second this is available, I want one. I want because <laughs> that is I want one copy number one. Yeah, uh, that I think that is a terribly underrated comic. Oh yeah, yeah martial law is so good. It's so twisted and, and yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I think influential in a lot of ways too. Well, that's from that era where you know all the, the where you could be twelve years old and buy some comics that you had absolutely no business reading. You know, you had martial <laughs> law and you had American flag, and the guy behind the counter is like barely paying attention. Oh, like oh yeah, yeah sure. Comics, you know, yeah, did, your, did your parents ever? pay attention to what you were reading like if i was reading something that was all they cared about like okay you're reading good Leave yeah. Me yeah they weren't certainly looking at what i was reading and yeah i was reading decapitation yeah. <laughs> is that <a> comic <laughs> why is there so many swastikas in this book <laughs> <laughs> awkward awkward conversation hey, guys guys we turned out fine yeah, no problems at all. No. <laughs> um, so, um, brought up. Oh, first of all, I wanted to mention uh, Sal uh, started a Facebook group for Around Comics. I did. Um, so, if you uh, um, if you want to go on the old mom book and um, and join in on the conversation, <laughs> wow, really? Hey, 
it's the only social media I use right now. So it's like that, you know, like Slack. Um, um, but anyway, so the, uh, the, the Facebook group is, is up and running and there's conversations going on there. Great topic starters for, uh, for us to, uh, uh, to chew on. If you want to, if you have questions for us, you can post them there and I'm sure you can just go onto Facebook and search for around comics, right? Uh, yeah, it's facebook.com slash groups. Um, uh, well, here I'll just uh, let's just let's just put it up there. There it is. There yeah, right. groups slash around comics. That's the new group. Yeah, they uh, the I didn't I don't I just did it because I was like, well, Facebook keeps bugging me to do it, so maybe people would yeah, want to just do it. Just <laughs> just fucking do it. We need just more. Do it, dude. We need yeah. more ad, ad revenue. Boost those posts. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's great to uh, to get some conversation starters going on stuff. Um, I threw up one this week that I wanted to get your all's um, um, input on. So I think we all have comfort food comics. Um, whenever you're just like, you know, not reading much of anything, and and you you just want to you want to go to bed, but you got about 20, 30 minutes, so you just want to curl up with a with a comic, and and you don't want to be. It's not that you don't want to be challenged. You just want to read something that you really enjoy and it's a it's a it's a comfort food it's the it's the mac and cheese of of comics whenever whenever you just want to grab something and curl up and and spend a half hour reading something that you know that you love and you can read it a million times what is that comic i take out a 600 page omnibus take out the Kirby fourth world on the bus and lay it down next to me. I'll put it between my wife and I, I, uh, and then flip I, it open. I do the same thing. Kind of as Tom does. I, I, I get the DC comics, the history of DC comics, oh God, the 75 and year I, anniversary. And I use it as like a knee pillow and I, you know, like a <laughs> body pillow. And <laughs> I get the omnibus out and I'm like, ah, what? how can I read this? This isn't even in a format I can read. You can see them on top of the bookshelf over there. Yeah. Right. I, I've opened them up, both of them, probably once or twice ever. That's the the Marvel and the DC seventy five, the the big Tashin books. Oh yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, but my God, you could kill somebody. You're not supposed to read them. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't like. I don't. The only book that I constantly or or like go back to over the years that I've gone back to over and over again is Watchmen. It's really okay. like I read it probably once a year, mm-hmm. um, but comfort something that like I've read. Oh, you know, it would be it'd be Hellboy. Hellboy would be probably, you know, what I would just grab a Hellboy trade or pull it up on my iPad. And, and that would be kind of that comforting. I, you know, I, I know the story so well, I'm not really reading them. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of looking through the art and and trying to you know sort of look at it from another angle or you know think about the panels a little more that kind of thing. So that yeah, that'd probably be it for me. Okay, probably Crisis on Infinite Earths. I've probably read that the most of any. Yeah, really? I mean, yeah. Oh, that that makes sense. You've probably read that a million times. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. God, there's so much going on in that book. Yeah. There's so much. I, I don't. Know, I, I don't know Such if I've actually read the entire thing in one sitting. 
It's no, I don't think I ever have either. Because I just you know, at a certain point you're like, what's what's going on? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's a big, sprawling, weird <laughs> mess of a story that isn't the tightest story ever in the history of <laughs> of mankind. Lots of like, it's over. No, it's not. There's one. There's this other thing that's happening. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to guess yours, Chris. Hmm. Um. Uh, I'm going to guess Alien Legion. Oh, that definitely falls into that category. <laughs> that's got to be in there, right? Queen and Country. Yeah. Uh, the first the first six issues of of Alien Legion, absolutely I can I can pick that up anytime. That's never far away. Uh, At Queen any moment. Great because those any those, those right arts are are easy. It, it's one of the, it's kind of like naming your favorite Beatles song. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's one of those that it probably changes from, from, from week to week, day to day. Uh, this is the one that came to mind first is that I can, I can go back and read, uh, a trade of a hundred bullets. Cause I've read series so many times at this point to, to jump in and, 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 and read hundred bullets is, you know, I, it's kind of like Hellboy, you know, it's, it's almost for the, for the art. For the the Rizzo, the Rizzo art, but yeah, Queen and Country and uh, and Alien Legion, yeah, right there. We have some listener responses here uh, or, or viewer responses. Um, a Johnson, A Johnson says Savage Dragon, cool. Um, Andy Tom says Comfort Food Comics. Any Bob Haney Brave and Bold puts me to sleep in minutes. <laughs> That's that is funny. Yeah. You're just not down with the groovy teens dealing with problems. Did Bob Haney have his own like world out of yeah? It was Earth B. Earth B was because because he basically had no rules. It was just yeah. Like, Wildcat any shit. Wildcat would just show up and it'd be like, wait, why is Wildcat here? Like he's on Earth too. <laughs> So finally, like, what? What's happening? Yeah, like, okay, this is. Don't think about it too hard. It's Earth B. It's whatever. It's yeah. and Bob's uh, just like, you know, Haney's just Bob's, like, I wanted Wildcat in the story. I, <laughs> I want Wildcat in there, so I guess oh, we're gonna get Wildcat. Speaking of Wildcat, um, are you guys watching Star uh, Star Girl? I have I'm watched, not yet. I have watched three episodes. I think three yeah. or four. Are you to the Wildcat episode? Yes, I did watch okay. the Wildcat. Um, Tom, you will like it. It is all. It is just chock full of all of the uh, the JSA legacy stuff that uh, that you will enjoy. But also with the uh, requisite uh, CW teenage angst. Okay. But at least uh, it makes more sense in this. She's actually a teenager. A teenager. Thirty-five year old billionaire uh, industrialist <laughs> with a super suit who then has teenage angst. Yeah, she's a teenager. She probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you angst. Oliver needed to grow up a little bit? <laughs> you know, I got a little tired of the uh, constant battle between him and his girlfriend every fucking episode. Yeah, uh, which one? You know, hey, sorry, he's out doing exactly what you fell in love with him in the first place. Come on, writers. Can we come up with a little something else other than the same fucking thing about a girlfriend who falls in love with a superhero and then can't stand the fact that he's a superhero? Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, CW writers. I'm just, you know. Yeah. The CW writers just trying to. No, just, just watch. They got, they just got watch 23 watch. episodes, oh, right? 
That's a lot of episodes when you're like, uh, it was too many for me for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ran out of steam towards but, the end. Tomorrow is my guilty pleasure because it really is terrible, hmm. but I love watching it. But I'll be going through like Netflix and I'm just like, wow, 20, 26 episodes, 20, 22 episodes. Oh, many it was, it's like, that's a long season. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get yeah. a lot of boyfriend yeah. girlfriend yeah. fights yeah. from that. <laughs> I'm down with the British eight, like eight episodes. It was, you know, eight hours. That's plenty of story. I, I will disagree story. with you because I want what we do in the shadows to have like 50 well, episode seasons. That's different. That's a sitcom that can, that can go on forever. Yeah. I, I'll watch that every day. Did you watch the, the season finale? Of course. <sighs> It's it's so Cruise. <laughs> it's just like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're just covering for me or they don't really know my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom, do you watch what we do in the shadows? Uh, I have not watched the TV show yet. I am familiar with the movie. The TV show. I've heard it's is good. The funniest TV show on. It is. It is. So brilliant and so clever. It is Sal and I uh, off off camera have talked about it quite a bit over the last month. It is it is the best comedy on TV. It is so good. I'm just trying to finish up Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly just to work my way through it. (laughs) Okay. Well, whenever you're caught up, we'll we'll talk about. It's gonna it. take me like another couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al and I were ready to scrap this and start the uh, what we do in the shadows podcast. Ooh, yeah, right. We could yeah. do that. We could do a supplemental. What we what we do in the earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to Star Girl though. Mm-hmm. What, what have you thought of Star Girl so far? I, well, should we wait till Tom? Yeah, you can. It's I won't remember <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> It's exactly, exactly what we said. It's it's steeped in legacy. I mean, you read Stars uh, Stars and Stripe, right? Yeah. I was talking to Tom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you read you read Stars and Stripe. It's it's Stars and Stripe, and and she's putting together a new version of the JSA to to fight the Injustice League. All right. Sold. Yeah. Sold. And it's good. I need time now. Now I just need. If I could time travel, <laughs> I'd use it to just watch things that I don't have time. I'd like constantly go back an hour. Not try and help humanity in any way. I'd get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I got time. forever. I got forever. Yeah. I mean, what's the rush? You got to take some time for yourself, Sal. Yeah, I understand. I yeah, understand. Uh, uh, yeah, once I have the time machine, I have as much time as I want. So let me knock out a few TV shows first. <laughs> ease into it. You got to ease into time yeah. travel, you know? Yeah. You don't want any big, you know, killing Rushing around. Yeah. Killing baby Hitler right off the bat. You can't yeah, just. You don't want that to be the first thing. That's no. classic no. mistake. No, you want to go back and watch those uh, 1990s uh, Flash episodes. I just want to point out that I've so far uh, referenced Charles Manson, swastikas, and baby Hitler already yeah. in this episode. The the analytics on this is going to be phenomenal. I can't imagine what YouTube. It's a, a whole new listening audience. <laughs> oh, God. I was told there were swastikas. I was told. Actually, I've got swastikas right behind me. 
Well, <laughs> that's not something you want to ever. Hey, check it out. <laughs> I'm going to use that as a drop. I'm just going to have no, that. It's 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 relevant. This is uh, that's my uh, uh, hundred bullets page. Ah, there you go. That you should burn that. Yeah, I know that sounded horrible, you didn't should. it? Oh, I got some right behind me. Yeah, I got swastikas right here. You want a swastika? They're right. not being nice to the Nazi in in the in the, in the page, but <laughs> that page would be illegal in Germany, sir. That page is awesome because it's loop telling that Nazi to go stick it. It's awesome. Stick it. Stick, stick it. it. Actually, he says he something along the lines of, of garbage being in front of his cell. So, but uh, yeah, good stuff. So, uh, swastikas. Where were we? At a Star Girl. Yeah, I like Star Girl. It's um, I really like uh, Luke Wilson in that. He makes a really good uh, stripesy. Um, it's the the. the, the so stripe the the robot. There's a little bit of suspension of disbelief that he like constructed this gigantic awesome robot um yeah. out of junk out of junk parts out of junk parts i love that they were playing the johnny cash uh uh one piece at a time or one the soundtrack part time. Is pretty good the soundtrack is pretty good to it it's yeah. i i like it a lot um the, the, i mean i think it's very good it's a little it's I feel a little guilty watching it because it, it is a teenager show, but there's so much like golden age goodness that Jeff Johns is you know yeah. shoving into it that it's like, well, how do I not? I mean, I love the JSA, I love all that era of stuff, and there's just enough of it in there. I, I don't know how I'm gonna handle like the whole young group of New JSA, like a new Doctor Midnight, and then do I don't know how. Yeah, but most of the characters, a lot of those are like Infinity Inc. characters. It's like Yolanda, the the new Wildcat. Mm. She was around in the eighties, dude. Yeah, that mm. that character, that character, if it's like now, it's that old. But with Yolanda, with her, with the new Wildcat, like the idea of. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, uh, but like she puts on the mask, the wildcat mask, and then she like has this costume appears and she has like abilities. She's enhanced, you know, uh, yeah. abilities and claws and stuff. And it's like, it makes complete sense because to be honest, like wildcat's just an old boxer. Like he wouldn't survive, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in the JSA, like the, he would have been. There needs to be a little black Panther in there as well. Right. Yeah. It's a little black Panther and, and uh, that kind of thing. I get it, but it's like, eh, there's part of me that is also like, ah, oh. I mean, but they did like, they're doing a really good job of balancing it because she is a boxer. Like she mm-hmm. comes from a boxing family and you know, she, she's Mexican and she's a, you know, so like they're, they're, I, I think they're doing a really good job of it, of trying to sort of like make it new and fresh and young, but you know, hold on to some of the, uh, you know, the the stuff that old f- fogies like me will like. Oh, you know? I like this. <laughs> Where's Where's Mr. Really disappointed that the fucking lantern's broken. That that's sad to me. I, I I'm I'm assuming they're not going to have a Green Lantern. Because no, they're going to have a Green Lantern. Are they? Oh yeah. Oh well, good. Gonna, she's putting the whole team together. They're going to have a Doctor Midnight and Green Lantern, and there's obviously going to be a. Uh, uh, it's not. It, it's going to be. I mean, they've already said Joaquin Thunder. 
right? Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> that's her. That's her stepbrother's friend. Ja- it said, "Yeah, my friend Jaquim's coming over uh, right, right, tomorrow." Right. I was like, "Jaquim, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Thunder." You had the pink pen, you know. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's don't don't touch the thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah, she's like. <laughs> Didn't I love that that they already have like the impish laugh? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the pen, it's yeah. The pen is just screwing with her. The one thing I didn't, I, I like I said, the the only thing with the show that I haven't loved was uh, what's his name as Starman. I thought I thought he was too clownish. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, whatever. It's a nitpick. I mean, it's really yeah. nitpick, but. That, that yeah, was, he's, he uh, was the guy from like Community or whatever is. Yeah, a Joel, uh, Joel something. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, you've got me very intrigued now. <laughs> you'll you'll recognize him, Rory. Hi, Joel McHale. Huh? He's Starman. He's Starman. Yeah. And not her father. What she keeps saying is her father, Lou Ferrigno oh, Jr. Could be her father. It's not her father. It's not in the comics, but uh, he's playing Sylvester. Who is her father in the comics? He was a loser. Joel McHale is Sylvester Pemberton. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. Her dad's yeah, going to be icicle. You know that, right? What was that? Her dad's going to be icicle or something like that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I didn't realize Lou Ferrigno Jr. is in this. Yeah. Who did he play? Rex Tyler, our man. Oh, really? There you go. Who knew? So, yeah, it's good. It's a it's a nice inclusion. And it's, uh, I mean, obviously, Jeff Johns is, is all over this thing. Oh, uh, James Robinson is writing, like, most of the episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's James Dale Robinson. Ooh, Dale. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So James Dale Robinson. Um, but yeah, I noticed that uh yes, it's uh Robinson's written I think almost almost every episode. Well, I've I've watched three of them, so two of two of the three or something. But yeah, I don't, give a, shit. I don't give a shit what he does. He's always gonna be drunken karaoke James Robinson to me. <laughs> that was a night. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Go find that one in the archives. Yeah, <laughs> it's down there. I need yeah. to get them all up eventually. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, yeah. Get that. I may. I may actually. I very rarely listen to episodes because I hate the sound of my own voice. But uh, the uh, the Denny O'Neill one. I may have to go back and and check that one out. Yeah, I'll, I'll put those up this week for sure. Okay, there's two. Yeah. Of them. That was that was good stuff. Where the hell was that at? Huh? Where was that at? Where what do you mean? Where was it? Where did you record those? My bedroom. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. That didn't sound creepy at all. Uh, it's actually in my office. And then Tom came over and uh, did the uh, the Roy Thomas one. Oh, okay. Which was which was fun. That was right around the same time. It was. I don't know if you remember Tom. We did that. It was for a Hero Initiative yes, ride that we were doing, and we did uh, we did interviews with it was with Denny and Roy Thomas. And oh, I remember. I remember. Oh, Gene Coleman, maybe. Um, 
Yeah, we had all sorts of folks on. It was great. Talked to all of them. Nothing more to say. Now yeah. we talk to no one but ourselves. Yeah. No, Tom, when's Tom King coming on for his uh, Comics 101? Uh, I don't know. I hit him up, and he said, yeah, uh, let me just said, figure out schedule. And who are okay. you? He was but, like, yeah, he's, wait. He's, uh, he's all in. Yeah. And um, uh, speaking of that and kind of coming back to the Facebook page, I'm looking for suggestions for uh, for my next Comics 101. Um, I think I know what I'm going to do. Oh, hey, you know for what? a run of comics, you know, eight to ten issues. So <laughs> pick something and do what I do. It's something you already know a tremendous amount about. And uh, so you don't need to do anything. <laughs> I, well, we kind of did like the uh, the the Denny, Denny O'Neill history here a little bit, almost a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Does this count as one? Is it, <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? I mean, is it? <laughs> throw to play the drop, play the drop, and it counts. Oh shit! I gotta play the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for comics one hundred and one. It's entertainment. Already, already happened. <laughs> Edit that in, Sal. Now it's official. It's, yeah, it's official. We can we can count this as a comics one hundred and one. Denny O'Neill. Yeah, it was a pretty brief. Know. It was a pretty brief history of Denny O'Neill, but yeah, it's the deserves more. I think Denny O'Neill history. No, I'm still thinking. Uh, um, Rory, calm down. Dog's freaking out. Uh, I'm to ask you: Did you get any uh, comments on the comfort food comics uh, from people on the? Facebook? Oh yeah, well, me. Uh, um, let me. Can we legally say that? <laughs> the what? Can we, can we can we legally say what they? Well, we don't tell anybody's names, right? We can just. Well, they didn't technically say that. You know, if you're in a Facebook yeah. group, I don't know if we can just like post their comments. But sorry, the, the legal ramifications go and guard uh, guard the perimeter. Um, so some of our uh, oh yeah, we got uh, seventeen comments. So. Um, good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Rick Hansen, said that uh, um, he can always pick up a Hulk story by Bill Mantlow, uh, Peter David, or Greg Pack um, is his comfort food. Um, uh, Christopher Vu uh, said Kingdom Come or JLA by uh, Morrison Volume 1. Uh, Jeffrey Ketchum has one that, that definitely fits the category for me. He loves planetary. And, uh, he also threw in the, uh, the Josh Whedon and, uh, Cassidy astonishing X-Men and Matt fractions and, uh, David Aja's Hawkeye. Hmm. He likes a little mirth, a little mirth, the mirth, mirth, a, a wry smile. Um, Here's a Denny O'Neill tie-in. Uh, Mark uh, uh, Magaha said the uh, Batman Nightfall storyline, which was edited by, by Denny O'Neill. Uh, Jeffrey Ketchum says Brian Wood's DMZ. Um, Jeez, <laughs> he said, even though that's uh, swiftly becoming nonfiction. Oh, come on now. Uh, we got some Ultimate Spider-Man or Morrison's New X-Men from Jordan Thomas. And uh, our buddy Chris Marshall said, any 70s Batman. And then uh, Will Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. 
Will the Will the Pfeiffer says uh, "Born Again," "Wig Wham Bam," and uh, one of my personal favorites, "All Star Superman," which is a great comic. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. So those are all uh, my next question, which I'll I will post um, after we're uh, we're done with this episode, and you guys can uh, can think it over. Is whenever you are uh, wanting to introduce someone to comics, uh, what's the uh, what are some of the first comics that you uh, that you give or loan to someone? So that'll be we can maybe talk about that uh, next week. None. I never give anyone comics because they don't give them back. Or what is a what is a suggestion that you give to people to uh, to, to read? Um, hold it. Don't. Oh, okay. It's gonna be for next week. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, for next. Didn't realize we were. It's a teaser, Sal. Come on. Gotcha. Okay. The teaser. I don't understand teasers unless there's a drop. Unless there's yeah, a, what's, what's the drop? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a drop for that. Tell me what the drop is. <laughs> I have all sorts of sounds. I can just that works. <laughs> that works. I could do. Uh... Question of the week. <laughs> Uh, how about a little old timey piano? Old timey. This smells like old book. <laughs> I kind of like this, just this background, little background. <laughs> Let me tell you about comics when I was a kid. <laughs> they were by the devil. They were better, cheaper. <laughs> It's the old timey segment of Around Comics. <laughs> well, we ran out of stuff to talk about. I think so. I think. Yeah. Are we good? You guys reading anything good? No. Just bad stuff. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read this week. Um, just the news. Just the news. And that's horrible. Um, well, Sal, uh, how do people contact the show? We'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up here. What? We'll wrap things up. What? 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 You can contact us, uh, us at our info at aroundcomics.com. You can go to Twitter or Instagram, Facebook.com. TikTok. Go back. P.O. Box. TikTok. Although I have been told that we should be on TikTok. You What's can our join our new Facebook is. group, Facebook.com slash groups slash around comics. Yep. You we can uh, support the show mm-hmm. uh, by going to aroundcomics.com slash shop and get yourself a lovely shirt like this gentleman Look has. Look at that guy. I'm getting that shirt. That's that's sweet, isn't it? It is. It's awesome. I'm I like that our, our model for our shirts very just like true to comic book (laughs) (laughs) he looks like he reads that's not aspirational uh, it's not that's our target market it's our target Um, market settled in that guy is not our target market that looks like chris burnham it does look like burnham a little bit at least burnham's back burnham was always too pretty for comics still is (laughs) you can get a pink one oh yeah you get it yeah, we have all sorts of good stuff there. You can even get like, uh, let's see, 
We got like aprons. You want an apron? You get a nice smock for yourself. Twenty. Something like did that. You show, did you show Tom your your styling new uh, coffee coffee mug? I didn't. Here's the here's the. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm I'm OG Tom. Ah, you can get your baby a bodysuit. Um, you want a baby? Like every every new parent needs is an around comics onesie. <laughs> All right, so, so there you go. You you can support you can support the the show uh, by buying some merch. Uh, you can you know, email us, ask us questions, go to the Facebook group. Uh, always looking for uh, for new topics to uh, to go over. Uh, so the, let us know what comics you're reading. You know we're we're also uh, looking for 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 comics to to check out. And you know in in these trying times, um, it's uh, it's good for us to get some suggestions as well. I'm looking forward to going back to a comic shop soon. Are you? I actually am too. Like, uh, oh, hey, I do want to. We need to come up with a contest because. Well, we can call this the uh, Sal orders stuff that he already owns contest. <laughs> I have some of those to throw in. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a absolute V for Vendetta. Um, you you double ordered a fucking absolute. I did. Oh, I need, I need this, isn't it? I already have. It. <laughs> I did. I'm like, that oh, was- that's odd. There's an absolute. Of it? I didn't even know there was an absolute. I've had it for whatever. I don't know how many years it came. That's it a drunk me. order. Did you notice when you went to put it on the shelf and you were like, V, V, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. that was oh, cool. no. I already have one of these. So, yeah, we could come up with maybe a, maybe something to give it away if we want, like uh, or some kind of contest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it's, and not to, not to tease too much, um, but. I accidentally uh, ordered an extra copy of I Kill Giants, which goes into my uh, topic that we will talk about next week. Um, Things so, you ordered yeah, twice. I've got a, I've got, I've got an extra, extra copy of I Kill Giants. I've got some uh, extra Baltimore, uh, an extra Baltimore Volume One hardcover. That was a, a repeat drunk purchase. All right, we'll have to figure out some sort yeah. of. Content. Maybe like uh, we'll do it in the Facebook group. So you have to join the Facebook. We'll, you know, we'll be sneaky like that. Yeah, there you so, go. Or maybe you have to send us an email, or I don't know. I've got duplicates, and I also started clearing out my basement, which we talked about ad nauseum. So I have three long boxes of uh, stuff I'm trying to get rid of. So, oh, I'll take it. No, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> send it. Coming down to you, baby. <laughs> some good stuff in there. Yeah, got some there good stuff. Yeah. Some like uh, Bronze Age uh, X Men. You got some a lot of indie comics. <laughs> oh no, I'm good. I got there's some good stuff in there though. All right, is that it, gentlemen? Is that, uh, yeah. Is that uh, our... yeah? Well, Tom, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back. Uh, I think we're kind of settling this uh, this Sunday evening live streaming. Uh, we may uh, we may jump in uh, here, there, and uh, and everywhere. But uh, um, we'll be back again next week, and uh, in between time. In the meantime, whoa! Oh man, I messed that up. In yeah, you meantime. did. Fifteen years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll be everywhere in. Head around, Head around comics. comics.
Stand talking to you, asshole. <laughs> Comics. <laughs>